My name is Bill Crockett, and welcome to the Biblical Counseling Series entitled, Let's Talk Marriage, a biblical look at marriage and what it involves before we do it. God bless you as you study together. Well, you're 25% of the way through uh, this series called Let's Talk Marriage. You have completed the first three sessions, and so now we'll launch into session number four, which is entitled, What Does Marriage Look Like to You? The statement I've written underneath the title is simply this, This marriage is not what I expected. Believe it or not, there are a lot of young couples that actually begin their marriage and in very short order, literally, not long after they've been married, they actually, if not word for word, in some form, make this statement either out loud or in their mind. And they simply begin to realize that being married is not what they originally thought it was going to be. Now, <clears throat> part of the reason for that problem is simply the fact that they just didn't think through marriage before they decided to do it. And so I want us to just to take a little bit of time in this session to pause and think through some very practical aspects of making this decision to get married. And, and let's think through, as an individual, both of you, what does marriage look like to you? And, and it's important that uh, when you do this, that you are honest and that you express to each other, once we're married, this is what I envision our life looking like. Now, before we do that, let me read you a passage of Scripture from the New Living Translation. It's Luke chapter 14, verses 25 through 28. And uh, this is a... Um, it's a very interesting passage of Scripture, but it's a great principle that Jesus is teaching. In verse 25, it begins like this. A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, If you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison. Your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there's enough money to finish it? You know, it's interesting, but in this passage of Scripture... Jesus mentioned several things that I believe, in principle, have to do with marriage as well and can help us. First of all, he said, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to commit your personal life to this relationship with me, then it has to be number one in priority. <clears throat> and let me tell you this, in marriage, in every relationship in our life, our relationship with Jesus Christ has got to be the number one priority. That's why he said... If you want to be my disciple, you must hate everyone else by comparison. Now, he wasn't telling us to hate everybody, but he says when you compare your love for me and your commitment to me to your love and commitment in every other relationship in your life, 
those relationships will seem like hate compared to the degree of love you show to me. In other words, Jesus was saying, if you want to be my disciple, you have to be totally committed to me. I have to be your Lord and Master and be your guide. And by the way, if he is, then all these other relationships will be exactly what they're supposed to be. But here's the principle. He says, <coughs> before you make the decision, verse 28, you've got to count the cost. He said, but don't begin until you count the cost. If you want to be my disciple, this is what it's going to take. If you're not willing to do what it takes, then you cannot be my disciple. The same thing is true in marriage. If you do not understand what it's going to take to be husband and wife, then first of all, you can't properly make that decision. And by the way, that's why so many couples have so much trouble once they get married. Is instead of counting the cost and looking at what God says about marriage, they just jump right into marriage without even knowing how to count the cost. They don't even know what's involved. And so Jesus says, you've got to count the cost. If you want to be married, you have to understand what marriage is and what that commitment involves. So, with that said, and that principle is a foundation, let's talk today about um, some aspects of, of being married. These are some things that you need to think through um, when, when you're making that decision as to whether or not to get married. Now, we mentioned a lot of these things in our first session when we talked about why you're here. But today, we're actually going to spend a little more time on them. So let's go through, if you've got your study booklet open to page 14, or if you've uh, opened it online and you're looking at uh, session number four, the uh, study outline, you'll see that there are eight questions that are being asked um, to help us understand what marriage looks like to you. So let's go through these one at a time. Number one, why do you want to get married? I tell couples all the time, there's basically two things that you get to do after you get married that you can't do before you get married. Number one, share your bills. Number two, have sex. And, and, and in general, that's really it. You can be best friends. You can go out. You can, you can spend time together. You can go to church together. You can grow together. I mean, you can do all these things and not get married. Once you get married and you become one, well, then first of all, you obviously, you, you take on the responsibility of living expenses together. And God allows you then, according to Hebrews chapter 13, God allows you to have physical union, which is the sexual relationship in marriage. And we'll talk about that in another session. But other than that, um, you, you can do most everything else in your relationship prior to getting married. So my question to each of you would be, why do you want to get married? What is the purpose of getting married? Okay, now let, let, me, let me just mention a couple of things to you that are not good reasons to get married. Number one, I don't have anything better to do. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but, you know, maybe you're bored with your life or um, you just, you know, you want to try something new. <coughs> Excuse me. One of the things that has really, really hurt the home and marriage today is, our, is the social um, viewpoint of marriage in our society. 
The marriage is no longer a commitment to God and to each other. Marriage is just kind of a, another phase of life, and, and people are even talking today about the fact that, well, don't, don't go get legally married until you try it out for a while. And yet, that's not what God says. God says marriage is a commitment. So, you know, why is it that you want to get married? Why do you want to do this? All right? So, number one, because you're bored of your situation in life, that ain't a good reason to get married. Number two, I don't like the situation I'm in. I need to get out of this. Okay? You're living at home or you're, you're, um, you, you've got a bad relationship with your parents or something, you know, you're younger and you want to get out away from your mom and dad, so I'm just going to go get married. That's a bad reason to get married. Number three, I can't make it on my own. I need a financial partner. That's not a good reason to get married. Um, I want to have sex. I, I want to do it legally, so so let's get married. But the main reason is you are really good looking, and I, I want to go to bed with you. But But my conscience won't let me do it before marriage, so let's just get married. That's a bad reason to get married. Right, let me tell you, not long after you have <coughs> begun that physical relationship, you're going to realize that even that takes work in order to do it right and maintain it throughout your marriage relationship. So there's a lot of reasons um, not to get married. So the question you've got to ask is, why do you want to get married? Well, let me tell you what God says. God says that he created Eve for Adam because he needed to help me. He needed someone to complete his life. He needed a partner of the opposite sex to fulfill a lot of needs he had in his life. The sexual, physical need was only one of those needs. And by the way, she was created with those needs as well. But the main reason was because they believed God had brought them together and that in order to fulfill God's purpose for your life, you have to be joined as husband and wife to each other. That's why it's so important that the decision to get married includes the fact that you believe it's God's will for your life because he's the ultimate boss of your life. So, why do you want to get married? That's a huge issue that needs to be settled first. Number two, what do you expect to get from being married that you don't already have now? What do you think is going to be different about your relationship after you get married than, than, than you have in your relationship right now? And let me just tell you this, you need to be careful because a lot of times um, we, we get this idea that um, after I get married, things are going to change. We're, having, we're struggling in our relationship now, we argue, once we get married, that will all go away. Can I just tell you this, there's a lot about your relationship now that if you've developed it properly, that, that is not drastically going to change after you get married. The commitment... Um, a few of those things, sharing the bills and the physical relationship, those change. But as far as your friendship, and that will continue to develop. And just because you walk down an aisle and exchange some rings, that's not a magical wand that makes the difficulties and the challenges of a personal relationship go away. So what is it? And we're talking about what does marriage look like to you. What is it that you think you're going to get out of walking down the aisle that you don't already have in your relationship. Number three, what do you see your responsibilities being in the marriage? Okay, How do you view that? And we're going to go through the responsibilities of husband and wife and, and parents if God gives you children one day. We're going to go through those in a later session, but you need to talk about that. What is your responsibility? 
can I just say this real quick, and we'll we'll expound on it later. But marriage is not a fifty-fifty business proposition. Marriage is a one hundred percent commitment because you're not two partners in a business. You're two people who God makes one. And if the two become one, there's not two votes. There's only one vote, which means you have to be in unity. So what do you see your responsibilities? And, and again, we'll talk more about it. Number four, how do you make decisions in your life right now? Have you ever on a date said, one of you said to the other, where do you want to eat tonight? And the other one said, oh, I don't care. And so you said something like, all right, let's go to Taco Bell. And the other one said, oh, I don't like Taco Bell. I don't want to go to Taco Bell tonight. I ate there yesterday. Well, you just told me that you didn't care. And now you're telling me that. You see what I'm saying? How do you make decisions in your life right now? There needs to be a biblical process for working through together and making decisions. Talk about that. How do you make decisions now? Number five, how many children do you see yourself having? Do you see yourself um, having children? Uh, and if so, how many? Talk through that. Uh, again, more about that in a later session. Number six, who do you see paying the bills and managing the money when you get married? And why? Can I tell you this? If I hired somebody to run my business, I want to hire somebody who is good with numbers, they're good with money, they understand money management. And it, it doesn't matter if they're male or female. Now, there is, a, there is a level of stress that comes with managing the money. I will tell you this, and we'll talk about it later in our financial session, but you need to communicate. That money, your, your family's money needs to be managed together. But who is going to be responsible for actually keeping the books and paying the bills? Talk through that. Who is better at that in your relationship? Uh, number seven, who does the cooking for you now? Who cleans the dishes? Who washes your clothes? These are all practical parts of life that have to be done. And you're going to have some major knockdown drag outs if somebody's a neat freak or needs clean underwear and it's not done because one thought the other was going to do it. Talk through these responsibilities. And then finally, number eight, where will you spend the holidays? How do you celebrate the holidays? What are your personal beliefs about the major holidays? Christmas, Thanksgiving, Halloween, um, some of the Easter um, you're, you're, you may have two sets of in-laws, two sets of parents. You may have more than that. If your mom and dad have been married more than once, um, you're, you're going to have, you may have great memories of when you grew up around the holidays, especially Christmas time uh, and Thanksgiving. But you may have some traditions that you have built in your own life, and you need to talk to each other because as husband and wife, you're going to be building your own traditions. You're going to be building your own processes, and especially if you have children, you're going to be establishing your own family traditions that your children will grow up and love. So talk about these things. How are you going to do this? Believe it or not, these little simple things can cause some major, major issues in a marital relationship. So what does marriage look like to you? Take some time now. Go through the personal application. Discuss some of these questions together. How will you handle them? Remember that compromises are going to have to be made. You, everybody can't do what they want, especially if the way you do it is a little different. And so you're, you're going to have to be willing to compromise a little. 
read through the scripture, talk about some of these issues, write them down, pray over them, but make sure that these things are already discussed and settled before you ever start walking down that aisle. And don't forget, the very first question is, why do you want to get married? That's key. Thanks for listening. Um, Next, we'll start getting into the individual responsibilities. We'll talk about the husband first, then the wife, and then the role as parents. So I'll see you next time.